0: Good evening and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is Deanna. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome. Happy Holidays. We are so excited to be back with y'all again. I'm sure if you have stepped outside your house, even during these COVID times, to run an errand, you have probably heard Christmas music in the grocery store or any place you're running errands. One song I keep hearing is Last Christmas, and I have heard at least five different remakes of Last Christmas, in addition to the original by Wham! And so that started making me think about, like, other 80, but I mean... Have you all heard any other '80s songs that are out there, guys?
1: Simon says Last Christmas is one of his favorite Christmas songs. And when it first came out, he thought, Oh, that's so cheesy. (laughs) And then, um, he says that now when he hears it, it's a great melody and he sings it. He sings along with it and everything. I've always liked it. I thought that was a good one, but I I haven't
2: heard any. I've always liked it as well. It's always conjured up this emotional feeling within me. And I don't know if it was because I deal with the video or what, but I don't know. It's just kind of this sort of kind of sad, but it's, you know, Anyway, but my uh my daughter loves song. Oh, like she loves it so much. She sings it like around the house sometimes and stuff. And I think it's really sweet. Like I don't know, I don't know why. It's really like that. And it's in love it actually. Her.
1: I'm sorry. Isn't it in love actually? Yeah.
2: One of the songs in in that yeah. movie. You know okay. I've never seen that movie. Yeah, it's
1: a terrible movie. Don't, don't watch.
2: watch. <laughs> it. Like, yeah. I know
0: that movie was terrible. It was terrible. Was terrible. <laughs> hate it. It's very polarizing.
2: Yeah, but you yeah, know,
0: yeah, yeah. One thing about... Last Christmas, when I was looking at Christmas music stuff, it was a double A side single with Everything She Wants. So it wasn't yeah. just like oh, a Christmas song. If you bought yeah, it for yeah, Everything, yeah. it was the it was the backside, but it wasn't just a B side. It was intended to be a double A side, you know. From oh, that's
2: music. a good song. Everything, I love that song. And I love oh, that. Oh yeah, song. so good. Well, so so think good. about
0: the story there. Everything She Wants, and then Last Christmas is the <laughs> person. I know. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, funny. That's Just funny. nobody in the video that's like running around. Well, so when that came out, my favorite album in the 80s was A Very Special Christmas. I'm showing it to the ladies here in our video feed. And on it, the Eurythmics do Winter Wonderland, which I love. U2 does Christmas Baby Please Come Home, which is so good. I love Dean's Gabriel Message. And then Allison Moye does the Coventry Carol, which is the most beautiful version of that song. I love it. And at the time, I don't think I realized she was the lead singer of Yaz because I was like 13 years old and I didn't put it all together. So I was always sad that our boys did not get on that album. And I I think, Jody, did Simon mention and wish something about doing Christmas songs?
1: Caddy asked him if uh, he would ever, if they would ever record a Christmas song, and he said no. Um, but he said if he, if he did, it might be something happy and fun, like Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. Um, so yeah, I mean, they had a long conversation about Christmas music on last Friday, third, number 34, I think, episode number 34. So yeah. go listen to that if you want to hear about Simon's Christmas list, Christmas song list. Um, I really liked the cover of that CD because um, Keith Haring did the artwork right. for that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I the
1: yeah. Keith Haring.
0: But it's a, it's a great CD. If you want to listen to Christmas music and not the stuff that you just hear on it and you want to be in an 80s mood, if y'all haven't listened to it, go look up A Very Special Christmas, the first one. Oh, and Santa That's Baby by Madonna. I'm sorry? I was going to
2: say there's multiple volumes of that. Yes,
0: yeah, yes. And Santa Baby by Madonna was on this. I heard the Madonna version before I heard the, Earth, the Kit version. <laughs> I do. So you know, we With thought, i was like, that is such a fun song. And then I heard the real one, and I'm like, oh, I like that better. But. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Isn't that you know, the weird one where everybody's kind of freaking out about that song now because Oh, it's like like, like a girl digger probably weird. Oh no, I think I'm thinking of a different song I was thinking of the weird, like, baby, it's cold outside I think that's the one
0: Different one, different one okay. That's the one okay. where they're going out in the snow and they want to drink the alcohol to warm up No, this is Santa, baby, slip a sable under the tree For me, I've been an awfully good girl That one Okay, okay <laughs> I don't know this one. <laughs> well, it's basically, I would say it's Material Girl Christmas version. Like if you listen to Material Girl and you listen to Santa Baby, it's like just the Christmas version of Material Girl. Okay. Okay, well, the one song that Duran Duran did participate in was Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas, which, love it or hate it, it, is very significant, I think, personally, in, in pop music history for quite a few reasons. One being it was the first like song for charity. And so, do you, do you all know the story on that? How Bob Geldorf and
2: Geldorf. Bob yes. <laughs> yes. Bob, Bob Geldorf, Geldorf,
1: Bob Geldorf. I know how he was watching the news late, late one night, and there was a BBC news report about the famine that was occurring in Ethiopia. And he immediately got on the phone with everybody he could think of, and I'm trying to find the story that I just read in the New um, Wave well, book,
0: Midge, you're, you're, Midge, you're.
1: Yeah, got on the phone with Midge, and um, Midge was like, what? Uh, I don't know about that, but then they ended up getting together and wrote I think Midge came up with the music first based so the on first? this uh, first idea, and then they put guitar over it and really had nothing but a skeleton before going into the studio with all of these superstars that ended up recording it.
0: So what I read, Jody, is that the first part was actually a Boomtown rap song, Bob Geldof's band so he kind of wrote the very first part where the people are singing the solos and then Midge did they, they wrote the bridge together and then Midge came in with the kind of the anthem carol like part towards the end which if you know Ultra Box, that makes sense because the style in Ultrabox really a lot of times was pretty grand and kind of that type of music side note when we start hearing concerts again and you get a chance to see Midge you're everybody all of our listeners go see him he is fantastic live I've seen him twice Stephanie and I saw him with it last year or the year before. I'm losing my hell since the time. It's probably <laughs> been two years. Two years. My my arm was it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> when we saw Paul Young who starts out Do They Know It's Christmas he's the first singer and he was touring with Midge and yeah good stuff so I, I was doing a little research and apparently Bob called Simon and he called Sting and then Simon was under the impression that it was just going to be a duet with him and Sting until he showed up the next morning and I also found out that Duran came in with Standout Ballet because they had both been in Germany the night before you've been in Germany and they were all hungover <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you could tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, an Andy quote from that um, reporter asked him. So you're here with out and he says, "So we were, they were in Germany, or we were in Germany, or something." And then he goes, "You have been in Germany? It's a wonderful place." He's all being snotty and everything. Um, I found a quote from Bob. And he said, "Hang on, let's see." The idea for band Aid started late on 24 October 1984, as Geldof sat in his Chelsea home watching the BBC's Six O'clock News with his girlfriend Paula Yates. This was in the days when the Six O'clock News had an audience of around 10 million. In particular, there was the sight of a young English Red Cross worker who had really shocked Geldof as she decided which of the starving children she would try to help with her limited supplies. And it goes on. Um, Geldof recalled the dignity of those condemned to death hiding almost cowering behind a low-lying wall. I remember them staring over it, he said. There was no rancor in their faces at all. That, more than anything, shocked me profoundly. And at the very end of this page, he says, Geldof says, To die of want in a world of surplus is not only intellectually absurd, it is morally repulsive. And it was from there that he started writing the song and picked up the phone and called Midge. So he called Ultravox's Midge-year. Sting and Durandra and Simon Le bon and
2: proceeded to plan the Band Aid record. It says. Yeah, so it was um, a really horrific situation that was happening at the time. Yes, yes, yes. I, I remember, I remember seeing it on the news as well and hear, hearing about it. It was, yeah, it was, it was horrible. I wish
1: that right now and do it for Yemen because we need the same thing in Yemen right now. But yeah, I mean, that Bob was so moved by this. And I think, Suzanne, you brought it up earlier. One of you said that uh, LeBron has mentioned the, the Thatcherism and the idea that everyone who was considered New Wave was kind of lumped into this Thatcher-loving, money-loving, don't care about what's going on in the world kind of grouping. And this kind of propelled them out of that, at least yeah
0: for that moment. Yeah, I have, I have a, a, a quote here from Simon. We got lumped in with Thatcherism because people thought we were living the high life, adds Simon LeBon. One reason Le and his contemporaries found Band-Aids so attractive, he says, was because it was this opportunity to do something that wasn't about me. It made you feel you could do something useful. We made young people believe they had some kind of power and were able to do something that did have an effect. And then I mean, once Band-Aid happened, then the next year, We're the World happened, because, of course, the Americans are like, well, if the Brits did it, we got to jump on that bandwagon. Right. And so they did We're, We're the right. World. And yes, and made it bigger and year And then after that was Live Aid. So, really, Band-Aid set up, you know, at least the motion that led to to Live Aid, which we've all talked about before and feel like it's one of the pivotal moments, you know, at least in my musical history of all those people coming together at one time to help people that are less fortunate. And then I think that altruism has continued to be an important part about music that really sort of started with this. And, I mean, the song is weird. And really, when you listen to the words, sometimes you're like, really, Bono? You know, you're happy if, you know, it's not you and me or whatever.
1: But and I thank God it's them instead of you. Exactly. And that's the song I was singing someone else's words.
0: Exactly. Correct. Yeah. Right. Those are not That's Bono's words. That's not Bono's, that's not. Not Bono's words. Yeah. And then I also saw that Sting was upset that he had to sing about the bitter sting of tears because he thought it was very ironic that he was singing the word sting and yes. that they may sing it. And apparently Boy George was in New York that morning and Bob called him and said, get in the Concord now, get your butt into London, and he did. So, I mean, they, they pulled a lot off to make it happen. And then I remember watching... Oh, and I did read that it was the biggest selling single until the remake of Elton John's Candle in the Wind for Diana. Mm-hmm. So really, they did get a lot of support and all the money. They had no overhead. And Bob was very specific in some articles that I read that he had talked to George Harrison and he had done a concert for Bangladesh and a lot of that money had gone to overhead and things that weren't helping people. So he was very intentional that... like. Everybody donated their time. They donated the studio. They donated everything so the money could go to different organizations that were on the ground helping these people. Um, but I remember watching the video. Do y'all remember watching the video? It was on Friday Night Videos with everything else. Do y'all remember that?
1: The making wanna... of Do They Know It's Christmas every day for probably 10 years. My mother can quote that making of Do They Know It's Christmas because we watched it so much that even every year now around Christmas time, I have to send her the video and she says she sings Boy George's part because that's her favorite part. Um, but yes, I watched the video so much that it's even ingrained in my mother's
2: brain. No, I remember my mother's the world premiere on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, yes. I, I recorded it on my CR and I, I I still probably have it somewhere and yeah. And I, I think though with that Lyric with Bono singing, you know, it, it's in. I think it's in context to probably what Bob Geldof was thinking in terms of there is a humanitarian crisis happening that everyone should be concerned about, but there are some who are turning a blind eye, and I think that was sort of a uh, 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 commentary on on that. That's how I took it, Izzy, but you know, it, it you know, you read the lyrics and it there's it, it tells you right there, you know, there there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas. Time, the greatest it's gift. time is life, right? Greatest gift, of gift this year is life, right? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, while while others are enjoying and exchanging gifts and you know that kind of thing and living in their bubbles, it's a commentary on, on some of that as well. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah.
0: And and they did say they wanted to kind of be shocking, so to, to maybe shock people out of their comfort zone a little bit. So I think some of the lyrics were intended to be a little shocking. But I remember when I was watching the video, I could point in every scene. Or a member of Duran Duran was. But I will say, you can't see Roger in the 7-inch version video. You can only see Roger in the 12-inch version video. He's, like, way in the back. Yeah. Yeah. He's hiding. He's totally hiding, and he has a mullet. Yeah. And I don't know. What do y'all think that... John had his Duran Duran sweatshirt on, I'm a little torn. I'm like, really, dude? No one else wore their own sweatshirts, but whatever. Oh, that looks good on
2: him,
1: though. I like that. There an like the
3: arena yeah. on, on it. Yeah. I totally yeah. rock that sweatshirt. I actually have a friend who found one a couple of years ago and really? has a sweatshirt like that. I totally rock that. Oh, oh yeah. I, I
2: will one now. No, I I, <laughs> I never thought twice about him wearing a shirt with Duran Duran on. I never thought twice. Actually, you know, that's a good idea. Duran, you should you know do like a come out with stuff that a replica of it yeah. can't sell it on the Duran store exactly can't, can't. like there'd be four of us that buy it at least
0: <laughs> But I think I there's think one part towards the end where Nick, like, sticks his tongue out, and my friends and I, we thought that was so hilarious. It was, like, we'd rewind it, because he's singing in the chorus, and he, like, sticks his tongue out, and we got tickled by that part, but...
1: I don't remember I, this at all. That part. Yeah. Like, I do remember in, in the making of when George showed up, he's got his orange hair, and it's all yeah. side yeah. up totally, like, Bob woke him up in New York and said, dude, get your ass over here. And he gets on the Concord and he flies over. He's there in a couple of hours. And Simon, apparently there was some rift between him and Simon at the time. And I, I just remember hearing George going, come on, Simon, let's smash all the rumors. And they walk up these steps together with arms, you know, around each other's shoulders and stuff. I thought it was so cute. So cute! So
0: cute! Well, I still Jody, have the album. I still have Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. And, you, and the B-side of the album has greetings from the people that couldn't show up. So that's where Paul McCartney and David Bowie and I think Annie Lennox and then, like, the Frankie Goes to Hollywood people. But they're what? like, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, that's on the B side of it. So they did actually send their greetings because they weren't able to be there. But Jody, if, you, if, you've, if you've watched this every year of your life, or were there any other nuggets you can remember from the behind the scenes? Uh,
1: yes. Phil Collins plays drums instead of Roger, which I always thought was kind of meh. Roger should have been playing <laughs> drums.
0: Um, Phil's a good drummer. Bobby I thought like a good drummer, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It works. The Bananarama Girls and Jody Watley might the only females in the room?
0: I think they are.
1: I think that's it. And um, in some of the reading that I've been doing lately, the Bananarama Girls were um, kind of a really huge thing in England prior to that, but even more after that. What was some of the other stuff?
0: Well, and Jody is is standing right in front of John, so I wonder if that's when he asked her out.
1: Uh, yeah, I thought so too. Although he was dating Vivian <laughs> Jewel at the time, supposedly. So. The British comedy Young Ones was oh my popular God. at the time. And Neil yeah. was yeah. there at some point and um, has a little read, funny part. Read, Neil. I read He's he stuck Neil. In a, I read that he wasn't he that much.
0: He was like, there. Neil. <laughs> 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 he wasn't supposed to be there. He stuck in. And apparently they didn't invite that Maryland person, but that person showed up. Up, and so oh, yeah.
1: they were Maryland and Maryland and George are friends. Like really so good
0: friends. George friend. Michael comes. Yeah. George might have come, said, They're making me fly over on the Concorde. Get your butt up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then George Michael was there. And um, of course, I couldn't like Wham because they were trying too hard to look like Duran Duran, and I couldn't appreciate that very much. So I was like, Oh, what's he doing there? But um, no, I'm I'm glad that it all came together like it did. But I mean, just the fact that all five. of the members of Duran Duran were there was was really fantastic, and the fact that it built to Live Aid was even more fantastic. And such like such amazing things came out of Live Aid, which. Stemmed
0: yeah. from the BBC News report at 6 o'clock one night. So, um, I think one, one interesting thing with George Michael is if you watch the video, they stay on him when Simon starts to sing his line. So it looks like George is singing, but it's Simon singing. And of course, as Duran, we know cl- very clearly that it's Simon. And then in the 7-inch version, Tony Hadley sings, where Sting is still singing back up. But in the 12-inch version, Sting just sings it. So they kind of mixed it up. And Trevor <laughs> Nunn was brought in to produce the 12-inch version, but he wasn't available the day of, so actually Midge had to do the initial production on the 7-inch version. I'm telling you, y'all, I, I just dug into this. I find it kind of fascinating. It really
2: but, did. And yeah. just, I mean, but that group picture is pretty
0: iconic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is our last episode of the year. Um, any thoughts as we kind of wrap things up and look forward to 2021? <laughs> Wow. Before we yeah. wrap it up, we've got to do a shout out to. By the time this airs, we're
3: going to be close to the December twenty first date, and that means that it's the ten year anniversary of All You Need Is Now. Oh yeah, which ten is Pretty years? significant. Yeah, ten, ten years. years. Crazy. It came out in twenty ten. Twenty ten. I thought it came out in twenty fourteen. No, twenty ten. <laughs> because remember <laughs> they did. Um, remember they did South by in twenty eleven. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. Oh my that, God. And one of the significant things about All You Need Is Now is that that was like one of the very first. That was the first Duran Duran download, if I'm not mistaken, and that was definitely the oh, yeah. that I Oh, I oh, oh I
2: That was
3: yeah. the first album that I downloaded. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I think you're right. And yeah. shout out to Mark
1: Ronson it's for producing. it.
3: Yeah.
1: It was digitally released on December 21st, 2010. Physical package released March 21st, 2011 in Europe. March twenty second in the U S and Canada. So the digital download came in December. Oh my gosh, I've totally forgotten all that.
3: Yeah, so that was an early that was an early Christmas gift for grannies across the land. So I remember I was so excited. Yep, (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: because
0: I got Seven and the Ragged Tiger
1: for Christmas that year.
0: Well, and so, I mean, yeah. if, they, if they gave us that little Christmas present 10 years ago, maybe will we get another little Christmas present this year? Just That so would, would be the ideal <laughs> situation
3: that Santa and uh, the Duraniverse would drop a single from the forthcoming DD15 yeah. album. That would be fantastic. Oh,
1: that would be glory, fantastic. No,
3: Merry no,
0: Christmas no. to us! Yeah, that would be awesome.
1: Simon has alluded to rehearsing and getting prepared to do shows like exercising and um, he made it seem like maybe he was working with a vocal coach or, or, you know, doing his vocal exercises and stuff. So um, at least there is some movement towards maybe getting to see them. But I really, I haven't heard any whisperings of sharing new music yet not at all well
3: i mean no, this has just been a wish list we yeah. haven't we just to be clear we haven't heard anything either yeah <laughs> me. Um, has but definitely
1: something, but i don't remember <laughs> what it was yeah uh, i would I love it but I'm not going to hold out for that. I'm just waiting for
0: July. Well, and and honestly, for him to be ready for June and July, you know, vocal cords are a muscle and you have to start really working back up now. So he he needs, that's that's great that he's already starting to prepare because we want to be really strong by the time the show's really hit. So Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean something's coming sooner than later, but I'm thankful that he's getting ready for the shows that are going to be on the books. That I'm very optimistic now that actually vaccines are shipping, so fingers crossed we're praying hard that July in London happens. We all have tickets. So we're really hoping that we get to go see that amazing show with Sheik and Grace Jones. So
1: far, Sheik and Grace Jones, there's got to be more.
0: Okay. Oh, well, okay. So last year, Gwen was officially on the bill. My theory is she doesn't want to commit until it's closer, but I would not be surprised if people are flying because she's such a Duranny And that would be so amazing for even just because they keep saying plus guests, plus the prizes. So I'm holding out and hoping she shows up because that would be pretty cool. But there'll be, no, be
1: No Doubt is working on a new record. So maybe she's got other plans right now,
0: too. Yeah, but wasn't the rest of No Doubt, they were Durannies too, though. They've all t- like other members of No Doubt, like too.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. I I definitely know that Tony Canal does so
2: for sure.
0: Well, then maybe No Doubt might play with them and not just Quinn. I mean, just throwing it up. <laughs> I, think gonna,
2: I think we have Duran, we have the foundation, we have Chic and Grace Jones. The rest of it's gonna be great. gravy. Gravy. Yeah, let's yeah. be gravy. Yay. I am so excited though about Grace Jones. Yes. That is yes. a, a big time bucket list item for me. I've loved her for as long as I can remember, and I
0: just, man, I, I, I can't even put into words how much it is. How, how and I, think is. Be awesome? John talked about that they all love Grace so much, and when they're all together, the, she's one of the only artists they can all agree to listen to. So yeah, yeah. she is definitely a favorite of all of theirs, too okay so to wrap up this year i mean guys we are so thankful that you guys have joined us so far on this musical journey we've had to pivot that's the word i think we were saying earlier we've had to pivot a lot and take this to record it virtually instead of meeting together we would love to be in one room with our cocktails around the microphone instead of doing it over google but you know we, we we want to keep it up
2: Wow. Yeah, so yes. we, we really we appreciate. appreciate for uh, sticking with us, if, if you've been uh, around with us for, for a little while, and also we're very appreciative of those who have just joined us, because like, you know, as Sam said, you know, we, we had to... We had to make adjustments as we all have in all facets of our life, right? With work and family, whatever else. If, if you have, you know, kids and, and that kind of thing. And we did the same thing. You know, this is our baby. I feel very passionate about it. And we wanted to make sure that we kept it going. So, you know, and sharing this with guys and, and you know, our, our the conversation that we have with you on Instagram has been really special. And just hearing your feedback and thoughts and like, yeah, I did that. I was there too. Or I have that VHS too. And that kind of thing. It's really amazing. And it's really important to us. So, we're very grateful to all of you, each and every one of you, for tuning in. Uh, there's this idea that started out as an idea that, you know, when we got together and, and it's blossoming really nice. and we're really grateful for that. And even with everything else going on in, in the world, and, and um, you know, we, we've stayed resilient, as I'm sure all of you all have uh, as well. And we wanted to make sure that we were still producing this um, for you and, and for, for us as well and sharing. And my hope is that we can all meet each other
1: other somehow we not only the four of us can get together and hang out but once we get out and see shows and are in our uh, collective uh, happy places that people that have followed us are willing to and, and want to come and Tell us, you know, hey, I listen, and I wanted to meet you guys, or whatever. It would be really nice to meet, just to be outside and see people.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, we definitely, you know, to Jody's point, when once we're able to get back to shows, and um, we can't wait to um, to put faces to names that we've seen um, following the, the podcast page on Instagram, and you know, chatting in person, and, and keeping the conversation going. So again, thank you uh, for um. You know, being part of our world. you know, it's a passion project that we are very passionate about, as are you about the band as well. We're listening to podcasts, you're following our page, too. So the music is definitely between us and, um, you know, hopefully we'll have more of that coming in 2021. Yes,
0: here's to, you, here's to you, raise a glass for everyone. We're cheering each other on our, our, our Google Meet call right now. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy all the fun Kwanzaa, things. Happy, happy, happy Kwanzaa. Happy 2021. Happy, happy Holidays. We love yeah, you all. Be safe and be well. Yeah,
3: safe and well.
0: And be good. Thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a while. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast player, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and you can even find us if you ask Alexa. Make sure to also follow our Instagram page too. See you again real soon.